1: gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels. Only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up.
0: Hello, geeks, and welcome to another episode of Smack My Pitch Up, a movie and TV podcast that decides to make it even worse by rebooting, remaking, reimagining, sequeling, cycling, mashing up, and adapting some of your most favorite and least favorite properties uh, from yesteryear. So we are basically, if you're unfamiliar, taking a film or a TV show or, or a book that we're adapting, and we come up with an idea on how we would do it. We have both a serious take, something we think might actually work with the property for a reboot or remake, and an idea that is just kind of a fun mental exercise is what would it look like if, say, from previous episodes, John Waters did a He-Man movie, or there was a Mario Brothers do- movie done in the style of Burt Reynolds' movie Gator? You know, <laughs> these are some of, the, uh, some of the choices we've made in the past. And tonight with me is Tori Sype. Hello, hello. This was your idea to do this, which I actually deeply appreciated because it has been years since I've watched this movie and I forgot just how utterly delightful it is.
2: Yeah, I I love this movie so much. Multiplicity is, it's in my top 10. It's, it's so good. I loved it as a child. It's so funny.
0: It's one of those movies I loved when I was younger. Yeah. And for some reason I haven't watched it in years and then I remember enjoying it. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like a bad time for me to right. sit down and watch it. And I sat down and watched it and went, oh, that's right. Yeah, this is utterly delightful.
2: Yeah. The the guy who wrote it wrote Animal House. So, yeah. I and mean.
0: Directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: And then Doug Kinney, like the main character's name, that was the guy who also wrote Animal. The guy that was, he died. He like killed himself or maybe he jumped off a clip in Hawaii. There was that movie, A Futile oh, right, and Stupid right, Gesture. Right, yes, yes. Will Forte played him, but he was part of the whole National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. And then i forgot about that i'm like oh wait doug kinney that's the guy i was like oh it's like a nice little love letter to oh him. that's
0: adorable yeah right nice i uh i had so much fun revisiting this film this movie was released in 1996 mm-hmm. so it's been a while yeah and i did remember that there was a uh oh, again spoilers if you were unfamiliar with multiplicity but again it's from 96 so you, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't seen it already don't be mad about getting it spoiled for you right I remembered that there was a very effeminate version of uh Michael Keaton in there. Yes. And then upon revisiting I was a little nervous that it was gonna come off really bad. It didn't. No. It actually did relatively well, like it, by the test of time. It wasn't he wasn't playing like a gay character or anything like that. It was just a um uh, emotionally uh forward yeah, what, person.
2: Didn't they used to call that metrosexual? Yeah, Remember or that? just a,
0: a, a sensitive <laughs> male yeah yeah and so it wasn't it wasn't leaning on any kind of like weird stereotypes or anything. He played it really kind of subtly mm-hmm. just was a little bit more specific about like you know how to put stuff in tinfoil yeah and
2: uh, he had to play four different characters, yeah and
0: did really well by it
2: very very well I yeah. mean Michael Keaton is you know he's the best he's really the best
0: I used to think of him as like the uh the younger nicholson like <laughs> if you couldn't get nicholson get like keaton and write the character younger yeah but he's got he, so much more range than that
2: oh my god so much range i mean ugh, and i love, I love that
0: he, even though he's played lots of bird people or flying people very I, true <laughs> and, in the
2: past few years yes, yes
0: uh from batman to birdman to vulture yeah he's he's done all the flying characters uh he does have more range than just playing like the Intense dude uh that's a villain or just an intense good guy, yeah, he, he can be a little bit more playful, um, and you saw that from like Mr. Mom and multiplicity mm-hmm. for sure. I was also worried about the third clone oh and <laughs> yeah. how that would be played in the <laughs> tropic thunder sense of never go full uh, and I'm like oh yeah, and i I was looking for like stereotypical tropes of somebody with like special mm-hmm. needs, and it wasn't really playing he wasn't really playing as no. somebody with special needs at all. it was more somebody that like.
2: They never even said that. They were just like, he's a little off.
0: Yeah. Like, he was just, he was odd.
2: He's also a clone. He's not a real person. Sure. So you can't, you know.
0: I was worried that, you know, I, again, having been so long since I've seen it, how that would age. And I felt like it didn't really come off as a, offensive or dated
2: I, no i didn't no. think so either
0: so i was very happy to realize like oh good i don't have to like warn people
2: he, any he, stuff. Put, he puts a piece of pizza in his wallet and puts it back in his pocket it's
0: that's amazing also when endearing. he's wearing the boot on his head with the goggles <laughs> and i forget oh he's skiing i think at one point oh, with, the, yeah. with the two by fours i was losing my mind i was so they must have just
2: given him a bunch of props and went like go wild
0: There was no way that they had that written out in the script. That was 100% just play with the space. Yeah. And holy crap, he (laughs) played with the space. It was amazing. So if you have not seen Multiplicity yet, uh, definitely go and check it out. It's on some streaming service, I think, at this point.
2: I'm sure it is. Yeah.
0: Oh, I did. Actually, that's where I found it on Vudu. It was a free movie on Vudu, which is a great place to rent or buy movies. Or they have tons of free movies. So as of the recording for this, it was on Vudu.
2: Yeah, and it's free, so go, yeah, go free. watch it. So yeah,
0: download the thing. It's free to sign up for an account. It takes like mm-hmm. two seconds, and then you can watch Multiplicity, and in you know, all of its glory. Exactly. So what we're going to do is basically go over, first, how we might change the plot of multi- Multiplicity uh, for our versions, mm-hmm. and then get into our directors, and who we think should take the reins um, of, uh, of this film, or, or reboot, or remake, or reimagining, and... Uh, then, then we get into the casting and usually the director kind of informs the tone a little bit and informs sometimes the casting as well. You know, that there are actors that oftentimes work with directors and, and also, you know, you just think would work in that kind of film. Mm-hmm. Like there's 20 character actors I could see in a Wes Anderson film that haven't been in a Wes Anderson film yet. Oh you know, yeah. You can kind of, sure. for sure. So that, that's kind of how we do things around here. So for the plot for multiplicity are you sticking pretty close to the original or are you going kind of a different route
2: So yeah I mean I have my normal one where it's just a reboot like remake of it but this okay. but my fun crazy one I kind of like had a reimagining it still has like a similar kind of plot um I picked uh David Fincher for the director Wow okay So yeah basically you know he's still like stressed out about his job, and then you know it gets cloned, but it gets pretty crazy i think um it'd be really funny if he just like imagined everything and he didn't actually. Okay, or you keep cloned. it
0: kind of up in the air maybe where you, the, the viewer doesn't really know for sure, kind of that American then, Psycho approach. Uh,
2: yeah, and then he kind of goes kind of crazy and you think he kills someone and then, yeah, yeah it gets... Okay. Yeah, I, went I with, want it to get like really intense. And
0: I kind of went in a similar direction, not quite the same as you and not the same director, but mm-hmm. I went definitely the thriller route Yeah, for Multiplicity because there's a couple beats in the original mm-hmm. that there, at that moment it could have taken a much darker turn, especially with the first clone who initially is really bummed out that he doesn't get to fuck his wife. And he's like, oh, so I get to go to work all day. And luckily the Dugs like their job. So it's not that big a deal, but it's also like, yeah, but I have to stay above the garage and I literally feel like I'm you. Mm -hmm. And I'm the second class citizen here that has to live above the garage and like go to work and not have sex with my wife or party. You know, like, yeah. And he's definitely the more kind of like, not gross level of machismo, but definitely Mm -hmm. a little bit more of that rough and aggressive type characteristic. Okay. So I was leaning on that when thinking about kind of going a Cape Fear route with it.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: And so I figured, you know, the person that did a great remake of Cape Fear would be able to tackle this well. So for my my dark version, my fun take on, Mm -hmm. I went Scorsese. Oh. So there's going to be some some interesting takes there. I'm going to do it more where the first clone, Doug, is kind of using the other Dugs mm-hmm. as uh, kind of pawns in a game to try to take over the real Doug's life. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple beats in the original. I could see it almost reading like that, and then it just doesn't take the bait. It doesn't go that direction. And yeah. I'm just kind of interested to see what happens if you go that route. Yeah. They're like, no, this is my life now. <laughs> and then slowly tries to take over, and then maybe at the end you leave it up in the air as to whether or not they've come to kind of a conclusion but you're not sure which Doug is the one that's staying and which one's going to Florida to open up a pizza shop. So, yeah. ooh. For my serious take, definitely a lot more traditionally Mm -hmm. approaching the film. Um, A lot of the same beats and everything, but I wanted kind of just a slightly sharper dark edge to it, but not fully dark comedy. Mm -hmm. And there's a director that I love that does that very well and hasn't done a a lot of features recently, has done a lot of TV, but is a legend for his movies from the 80s and 90s. -hmm. Uh so my serious take for director is Joe Dante.
2: Oh, that's a good who one.
0: Who did uh the Gremlins, he did yeah. Inner Space, he, uh, Piranha, The Howling, um I mean a million things. Yeah. And also apparently was one of the big directors on Erie Indiana that I found out. Really? Yeah, he was one of the big I didn't, di- know, that. I didn't know that until today. Yeah. So he, he directed a bunch of episodes of Erie Indiana as well. Yeah. So um he, I love his work. I'd love to see what he would do with this to make oh. it just a little darker than the original. Nice, because there's plenty of room for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think my series take. I wanted to do um, just like a straight up reboot like of it. So I picked Paul Feig, because I think he, okay. he could you know do something fun with it, and it could be you know a really good. I, I mean, because I was trying to compare like Harold Ramis was so amazing and iconic, and I yeah. was trying to get someone who would have like the same type of feel to it, but still make it just as funny but in a different way but sure. i think paul feig could really
0: I I love the original stuff that paul feig's done i have yeah. some feelings about are the the ghostbusters sure uh, sure i
2: reboot, i, ca- but... I kind of like took that out of the equation when yeah, i was Yeah because
0: the other stuff like bridesmaids i expected to hate and i deeply enjoyed that movie
2: yeah, and I like think... Like, straight up. I think tonally, that's, like, could be a little, I mean, And even with similar.
0: Spy, he did, too, which I had no interest in and then watched it and had a blast it with it. It was great.
2: It was really fun. It was. I, same, like, Jesse, was, my husband was just like, really? We're gonna watch this? And I was like, just watch it. And he was like, oh, wow, that was really good. And I was, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. And mm-hmm. just uh, Jason Statham chewing every square inch of scenery <laughs> in every scene he's in, going so hard version of Jason Statham. It was ridiculous. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, And with this movie, this isn't something that is going to get all the fanboys in a huff like Ghostbusters either. Right, exactly. Multiplicity, it's something that a number of people really enjoy, but it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's see what a remake would look like. It wouldn't be Mm -hmm. too big a deal. Yeah. So uh, let's go down the serious route first, kind of do the casting for that, and then we can play around in the fun zone a little bit. Yeah, okay. So, for your Sirius, you've got uh, Paul Feig. Mm-hmm. So, who do you have for your Doug Kinney? So, this is somebody that's got to play four different roles. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, Timothy Olfen.
0: Ooh, nice. Okay.
2: After, he's done so much great dramatic work. So, I know he could do like the series stuff, but seeing him in Santa Clarita Diet, he...
0: He actually does have comedic timing.
2: He has great comedic timing and I think just seeing him react to all the different things—I mean, I love his reactions on Santa Clarita. It was yeah, so funny. I thought because I was trying to think of other actors and like this age ranges and all this, and I'm just like, God, who could?
0: I think you—if you're doing Timothy Oliphant at one point, he's got to find an old cowboy hat upstairs in the garage and put it on and just kind of look in the mirror because between Justified and Deadwood, you've got to have one cowboy see, hat I, scene just as fan service.
2: See, I was thinking because. In the original, he finds that leather jacket, and he's like, "I love this coat." And oh, it's like, yeah. so it could just be the cowboy hat, and be like, "You don't want this?" He's like, "No, I don't want this hat." Oh, so perfect. Yeah, so just, right.
0: So the um, so
2: the the clone one, the would clone be, one
0: would be the cowboy hat wearing. He oh. would
2: be justified. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> oh, you could even do where it's like different roles that he played. You could have one yeah. that's bald that looks like he was in Hitman. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And uh, Santa Clarita died Is the sensitive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. And it's just this different roles from different movies. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Hell, yeah. He's fantastic.
0: For Doug, I wanted an actor that definitely was able to play multiple roles, mm-hmm. but also comedic timing is huge. You have to have both. And yeah. that's narrows down the list pretty hard. It really does. There's actors that can play all sorts of different characters, but may not have that comedic you know, timing that you need for this role. Mm -hmm. One actor, however, who does this so well that I'm deeply in love with his work and is so funny and so weird and I think is a perfect casting for a modern Doug Kinney is one Sam Rockwell.
2: Oh, I do love Sam Rockwell. I almost had him on here. I think that he was on my short list, but I decided not to.
0: The one kind of issue I was having with casting Sam Rockwell is he has already played a clone before.
2: Yes, he has. In uh,
0: in Moon. Moon, So, yeah. yeah, that... Was one of those that, uh, but he did well. So I'm like, you know what? He's not going to get typecast as the clone guy, you know, by doing another clone movie. So
2: I loved Sam Rockwell for so long. He's he's, he's so great. good. I, I was so glad he finally got an Oscar.
0: Thing was, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I think it was the first movie that really connected with me great on him. Movie. It was fantastic film. Yeah. And then Seven Psychopaths. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie deeply. Um,
2: I didn't like that movie as much, but he was really good in it. Yeah.
0: Uh, everything that he's in, he brings it. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's not the best movie and he's been in a couple stinkers, not, not too many, yeah. but he still is not the problem in those movies. No. Yeah. So he's never
2: been a problem for me.
0: Yeah. Him and three billboards was unbelievable where you were yeah. like
2: someone that you should hate.
0: Yeah. You're, you're, you're feeling for this like racist, <laughs> yeah. deep seated racist. That's.
2: And then it's the mom from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And yeah. You're just like, just
0: like why? <laughs> yeah. Ugh but that's one of the things you can identify with his character so i mm-hmm. mean not maybe how he's feeling but you understand his motivations it's so well acted that you feel for the guy yeah even though he's a piece of shit <laughs> you're like all right
2: and in the end they yeah yeah spoilers i guess um, i mean the
0: three it was an oscar movie like a few years ago so yeah, you true. should have seen it by mm-hmm. now please go see it it's great it's phenomenal film
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah sam rockwell Knocks it out of the park. He would have so much fun, especially with the cloned clone. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That uh, he would just wearing whatever on his head and doing his whole thing and just having fun in the space and mm-hmm. just improv.ing he would, I, I think, destroy it.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Just think thinking about him in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> as a, a Zephod. Yeah. And just how wild he was in that. It would just, oh, man, I, I want to see it. I deeply want to see it. Mm-hmm. So uh for the wife for uh for Laura. Yes. This is a uh a strong driven woman but also definitely like needs you know a mm-hmm. kind compassionate caring partner. Yes. Um I th- was it it was put I think in the film it's like you 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 want to be you want to do your thing, you want to work, you want to do your stuff but you also kind of want to be taken care of a little bit too or Right. And so that's kind of the balance that you need. So an actress to be able to play the strong and in charge woman, but also one that you can tell wants the nurturing partner that is involved and, you know, is part of the dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you have for your series? Uh,
2: Amanda Peet. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. I haven't, she hasn't done a whole lot recently, right?
2: She's on, is she still on Brockmire? Well, I'm only on season two. But I, I,
0: I haven't even started Brockmire yet. Oh, it's she's on my great. list. I, I mean, yeah, I, no, I, she hasn't done that.
2: Yeah, sorry. She hasn't done that much lately, but um, she's great on Brockmire. She's been in some indies. Okay. Um, She was in this movie, um, Jason Sudeikis, Alison Brie. What is the name of it? I can't remember. But she basically was that role, that like independent woman, and then she needed the nurturing. It was a small-
0: Jason Sudeikis, was that Sleeping with Other People? Yes. That was a great movie. I
2: love that movie so much, but she was in that. Okay. She was in that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, she was um, Jason Sudeikis' girlfriend at one point. His girlfriend. And he kept trying to date her.
0: Oh right. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I I love. It. I mean, she was great in Whole Nine Yards. She has great comedic timing. Sure. And also rewatching Multiplicity, I love Annie McDowell, but she was also a little like just a little nitpicky sometimes. A little high strung. Just a little high strung, yeah. and I wanted something, someone more
0: grounded a little bit more More, a
2: little more grounded and you know more to like modern era and she had this weird southern accent in it too which i was like are they in the south aren't they in california (laughs) i don't (laughs) i didn't know where they were i was like but um yeah i think amanda pete would be really good especially with timothy olfant the two of them sure yeah
0: um with me i I went the opposite of the grounded part Mm -hmm. i wanted somebody that to make the darkness kind of really push out a little bit more, you get a feeling in the original of just how exhausted these parents are. You know, they're running mm-hmm. around like crazy. They got the after-school stuff. They're, one is a homemaker but wants to go back to work, or the other one is working his ass off. And there's, right. there, there's that whole dynamic of who works harder.
2: And yeah. And
0: the dad that doesn't really want to raise the kids, but, you know, that's kind of part of the deal. And mm-hmm. the mom that wants to go back to work, but she ends up being the stay-at-home mom, even though she doesn't really want to be that. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic... So I wanted an actress that had kind of a darker approach to it um, and could definitely come off, not necessarily mean, but definitely a little bit more stern Mm -hmm. in in the conversation, a little dark. And so you could really kind of feel just how drained and like just completely raw both of them are in in the scenes. I know Sam Rockwell would be able to kill it with that. So his partner as Eva Green from... uh, from Penny Dreadful. She was in um, the uh, movie with the kids on the island thing, um, the Tim Burton movie, the The, place for uh, the home for extraordinary kids. uh, Miss Peregrine's. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're
2: talking about. That one, Yeah. yeah.
0: I really enjoyed that movie, but she was in that. She's got a really kind of vampy kind of feel to her. Yeah. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of like play her almost a little bit like the the problem maker in the relationship but on and in the real end of things that she's right and he needs to step the fuck up so it's more her just being so exhausted that she's not playing nice anymore with what she needs from him Mm -hmm. in being involved in the family and it comes off as her being kind of cold but as he starts to make realizations later on in the film you realize she's only cold because she's not getting what she needs out of the relationship and as a partner in the in the the uh family yeah so it kind of warms her up a little bit as he starts to step in and actually do what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I'd like to see that transition a little bit more than the uh original.
2: Yeah, that's so. good. Yeah, that's a good choice. Cool.
0: Who else do you have for castings here?
2: Um, I have Dr. Leeds. Okay. Of course. I've got a
0: Doctor Leeds as well.
2: Yes. Um for my series I went with Gary Oldman.
0: Ooh, nice. Yeah. Okay.
2: It's a small part, like he's not really in it that much. So I just wanted someone that was versatile could be this like doctor care. I I don't even remember what he was supposed to be a doctor of. Like he was, he's a doctor of clones, I guess. Yeah.
0: A bioengineering, a, a, a bioengineering scientist. clone yeah, doctor, yeah. clone doctor. I think that's the actual degree that he got
2: Yeah, from, from,
0: from doctor school from USC. Yeah. Clone from, doctor. Clone doctor. I'm, I'm the doctor of clones,
2: the doctor of clones. <laughs> yeah. The
0: Sheep and stuff. No, no people. <laughs> we're, we're getting along pretty well.
2: Yeah. He's such a good actor. I don't, see him do a lot of comedies but i mean i guess he has he's done some
0: it, when he's played characters that were really funny um yeah. by him playing them straight like he was mm-hmm. great as sid vicious and Sid and nancy and his some of his parts were hilarious yeah and uh also his, his uh character in true romance sure with the dreadlocks and the gold teeth <laughs> and oh uh, there's a lot
2: <laughs> and yeah, of
0: course zorg in fifth element oh yeah yeah, well. yeah yeah
2: yeah, so. he could just be the doctor and then he's just sitting there, and then another Gary Oldman walks up. He's like, Oh, hey. Oh, what's hey, what's up? What's up?
0: <laughs> and we could totally do the same thing where it's like Zorg and <laughs> Sid Vicious and, and uh, oh. a Churchill. Churchill.
2: Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, I
0: still haven't seen that movie. No, um, I, but I yeah, we have him as Churchill and a Sid Vicious and Zorg all just kind of yeah, wandering yeah, yeah. around. be the way to go. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just all Gary Oldman's characters. Just all Gary there Oldman's characters. Cl- that's his clones. They just turn into Gary Oldman's characters. Like Oscars. one clone
0: comes in and, and the first guy, the, the original's like, hey, can you bring me everyone? Like all the clones? And mm-hmm. he's like, everyone. Then he goes,
3: everyone! <laughs>
0: then he'll come running in. Yeah. That was uh, a cheesy joke. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I dig that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. My uh, Doctor Leeds, I thought this would be kind of just like a nice love note to the fact that Harold Ramis directed the first one. Mm-hmm. So his partner in crime in so many uh, of Harold Ramis's early comedies was one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. And I thought it'd be fun for just a cameo role Mm -hmm. as the doctor to get Bill Murray to step in.
2: You know, I thought about that too. Yeah. I did.
0: I thought it'd be sweet. This is a film that, you know, his, his buddy, you know, his partner, his straight man in his movies did. It'd be sweet. It'd be nice. Yeah. It's a little like, oh, yeah. You can even have, like, a portrait of Harold Ramis in the oh, background or something. Oh, my God.
2: The, yeah, like, funded by Ramis University. There we that? go. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? The Ramis wing of the uh, the bio lab yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, It'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, I thought about him, too. He's so good. And he's so
0: fun. He would, he would be super fun just he playing, is. like, a clone doctor guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's one thing that bothered me in Multiplicity is that when the clones go back, Mm-hmm. To get the the clone from the clones, he's like, and the doctor's like, "I'm fucking into it. Let's do it." Like he's just, he gives no fucks at all. He like, he's just, like,
2: he's like, he gave us a great deal. <laughs> gave us a, so he's now like charging he's, like it's like two for one
3: special, right?
0: <laughs> and you know the the doctor, uh, doctor uh, Leeds, probably yeah. just like took a pull from his flask and went, "Fuck it, let's get it going," and just like rolled um. with it because. What the hell? Clone people come in and is like, yeah, we need another one, for, but we can't tell the first one. <laughs> Shh, be, please be quiet. Is, the doctor, like, fuck it.
2: Is Doug okay with this? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, with it's it. fine.
0: He, don't call him though. Like, he doesn't like to be disturbed.
2: Yeah, he's on. He's golfing. He's golf. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that scene definitely um, put in. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to convince the doctor <laughs> to make the uh, the third clone. Yeah. Uh, who almost. else do you have for your casting? Do you have uh, anybody else?
2: Yeah, no, I have Vic, the. Okay. Who was wonderfully played by Eugene Levy. Oh, Which he looked so young, and I think I looked it up, and he was like 55 when he filmed that. I'm
0: like. He doesn't look 55. His eyebrows look 55. <laughs> his
2: eyebrows look very old.
0: His eye, he looks like the grandpa he still in the doesn't, Monsters.
2: He just still doesn't look like he's in his, what, 70s now? Yeah. He, you see him on Schitt's Creek? He looks. Yeah, like he's still in his fifties.
0: That's <laughs> amazing, it's insane. Yeah, but like, oh, and he
2: was so funny in that, and he I was fantastic.
0: And, and his eyebrows did most of the work, but like he no, really I just did. I could not get over the eyebrows. It was driving me both yeah. make cracking me up and driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude,
2: <laughs> they're very a comb. they were very black,
0: <laughs> very black eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> they were and, very dark. <laughs> there's a whole lot happening with 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 his hair mm-hmm. in that, but was great as just the kind of like incompetent concrete guy yeah yeah
2: exactly so for my serious one i decided to go with Hank Azaria.
0: oh nice okay yeah i love Hank Azaria.
2: yeah he's so good and i mean i'm sure he could probably he probably do like some crazy voice accent make it even more insane and he
0: can be at agador spartacus from the birdcage as a concrete guy now
2: yeah he could just be <laughs> the guy from along came polly a scuba you you, you scuba do you scuba
0: i love him so much and i think he handled the uh controversy over apu very well
2: yeah he did i think
0: he handled it where he didn't go outright like yeah it's bullshit now Mm -hmm. but it was that he could see still playing the character but also completely understands and maybe it's time to move on and yeah like handled it class act style so.
2: As a Simpsons fan, I'm pretty upset about it. It's a poo
0: because I feel like it started as a stereotype, but the character grew a lot where it was nuanced and no longer.
2: He did, and I mean, in 1989, it was just it is what it is. In 1989. That's, that's who they were every, hiring. Everyone
0: was racist, so
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many like Disney actors or sure that were white, and they were like Princess Jasmine was white, yeah, stuff like that. I mean.
0: Who apparently the I, uh, voice of it. Princess Jasmine just got announced at to be coming to uh, GalaxyCon.
2: Yeah, I saw that. So that's gonna I be exciting. That. Yeah,
0: which I'm hoping. I believe we should be doing some stuff at GalaxyCon in February as well. We oh, did a fun. whole run of, of shows, so um, once we get mm-hmm. the dates, we'll make announcements on it and stuff.
2: Yeah, um, Hank, Hank Azaria is great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and definitely check out Brock Meyer because him and Amanda Peter on it, and he is so funny that
0: started as a short i want to say right i
2: think yeah it started
0: i don't remember what it was i think
2: i think it was on he'll even go on espn shows as brockmeyer
0: because i remember him the short was that he found out that his wife was cheating on him and then Mm -hmm. during a game and then he was like you know um you know, like that way, way out there, just like the, my, my whore wife's vagina or something, you know, just all this yeah. terrible stuff on the air.
2: Yeah. He just, no, I think that's what he said. He wrote it. He said it would just be so funny how like baseball announcers could just say whatever they wanted as long as they keep calling the game. Like, and then my wife like had sex with a bunch of people. Oh, strike three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to have to get on that because I, I love him so yeah. much. Um, let's see for, for Vic, I went with somebody that could come off as just kind of a little bit inept, um, but also nice guy that you kind of are rooting for, even though he's completely useless at his job. Mm -hmm. So I went with, uh, Jason Schwartzman as, as Vic,
2: that's a good choice. I
0: think he would, he would have a lot of fun in that role too. And just seeing him and Sam Rockwell bouncing back and forth between Mm -hmm. each other would be a delight on the screen.
2: He could even be like a more hipster. Like, oh yeah what, like why is your watch like three hours behind he's like well so i got it in india and
0: right? <laughs> or he, he doesn't believe in watches and that, that that the that, that nature tells him what time it is or some new agey shit like that
2: kind, kind of like his character from wine country oh he's my god like
0: i also enjoyed that film way more than i expected
2: it's it's a great movie but yeah he he's just like that like the he's just making that like paella for oh, like god. five days yeah <laughs> like he's just mixing cement for like five days yeah. instead oh, man it's not the right consistency it's not yet. it's not it's right not, yet. it's not ready yet there's
0: still some bubbles in it <laughs> yeah I, i'm just excited about seeing uh, sam rockwell and jason schwartzman going back and forth and mm-hmm. when doug gets really shitty to Vic,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um just sam rockwell doing the like going full on full out with it and just mm-hmm. watching jason schwartzman just kind of like deal with that would be yeah just super fun that's part of the reason i love this show is because just the cartoon in my head of it happening is so delightful that i just want to see it happen in the world right exactly it makes me mad that this is just like a concept (laughs) and not something that's in production
2: i know how are we not casting right like directors
0: uh do you have anyone else for your
2: uh do you have a ted i have a ted yeah
0: I was Let's, thinking about Noreen, but that's such a minor role that I decided not to worry about it too much. So. Yeah,
2: no, I also did like the boss, but it's not super important. Dell. Oh, I have like, Dell as well. Can oh, you yeah. Dell? I do have a Dell. So yeah. So for Ted, uh, I decided to do uh, Joel McHale.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
2: Yeah, I was thinking. There's a lot of guys that can play that, like kind of like snarky, like brown nose. like Will Arnett. I thought of too, but he's done. Oh yeah. He's done so many of those, and also. Joel McHale and Timothy Olfant in Santa Clarita Diet going toe to toe. Like, that's exactly that dynamic. It would just be perfect to see that again. Absolutely. Just like have Joel McHale just be trapped in a porta potty and then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Occupado! Take this one. (laughs) Occupado! I uh, decided to play the character in in my version of uh, Ted a little bit more douchey, bro. Mm-hmm. kind of attitude like a like guy that used to be like something special in high school kind of approach to it yeah and so he's not nearly as good at his job as uh as Doug but is definitely brown nosing and trying to get in with the with the boss a little bit harder mm-hmm. um so a guy that could play kind of that character but also could play with the comedic timing of it a little bit too I've I wanted to see what Aaron Eckhart could do in that role <sighs>
2: oh
0: yeah it's it's kind of a left field kind of approach to the character but i thought that would be interesting to see kind of what he would do just like you know what let's give this a shot yeah
2: i mean he's definitely i could see that for sure and he's got his
0: acting chops i mean for sure he's a great actor so i know that he would really make some considerate choices Mm -hmm. for the character
2: yeah almost a little thank you for smoking-esque
0: a little bit kind of but not quite as smart with it right you know he's he was whip smart in that movie yeah one of the few movies that i saw when it first time I saw it was on DVD mm-hmm. and I immediately started it over once it was done because I enjoyed thank you for smoking so hard. I watched it two times in a row, which I almost never do.
2: Yeah. It was, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah.
0: Incredible. Well written, deeply well written. Mm-hmm. And that, that will sell me in a movie quicker than anything else is the characters are three dimensional and there's good writing. Then in
2: a hundred percent. I've had this argument with some people about movies and they're like, what didn't you like about it? And I'm like, I didn't like the writing and they laugh at me and I'm like, that's, I mean, that's, the movie,
0: you can have a movie that takes you can place have in wonderful... one room, and if it's well acted and well written, then I'm in.
2: Yeah, I mean, actors can only do so much with the words they're given. So,
0: I was uh mentioning this on another one of our million podcasts a movie called uh, Two Girls and a Guy, and it stars uh, Robert Downey Jr. and oh, I forget the female actresses that are in it, uh, both incredible actresses, and basically they go to an apartment to meet their boyfriend, mm-hmm. not realizing it's the same dude. Um, he was out on a trip, uh, like he's an actor, and they were gonna surprise him by meeting him at his apartment and then found out that he was dating them both. And so the rest of the movie takes place in the apartment as he's trying to explain himself to them as they're not, not leaving. They're like, we want an answer. And he like fakes a suicide to try to get out of it. And, like, and he's this terrible fucking person. And then the girls have great dialogue and it all takes place within an apartment. Oh, and it's a two-hour movie, and it does not feel, you know, boring mm-hmm. at any point. And that's why the dialogue is so important because you can have a movie take place in one room if it's written well enough. Yeah, if it's acted well enough, then you're good. So, yeah.
2: If the boy is mine wasn't on that soundtrack, then that would have been a total misstep. <laughs> yeah, that was after.
0: I think that was after the boy is mine came out.
2: Yeah, that would have been total misstep on, the, on their part. <laughs> Is that too on the nose,
0: though? I feel like that's too on the nose. No. It's, no, you're, it's, you're, you're, it's, it's fine.
2: It's fine. Everyone <laughs> loves that song anyway. That's true. It's great. Just like at the end when he, like, fakes the suicide that just starts playing the boy's <laughs>
0: mind. <laughs> in the most, like, weirdly timed choice for a song ever in a movie. Yeah. It's, it's just like, just as they open the door and see him, like, laying there covered in blood, the boy's mind starts blasting from the <laughs> stereo. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm into it. Yeah. So you said you had a uh, Dell, right? I do. Okay, who do you have for your Dell?
2: I have Gerard Butler.
0: Ooh, nice. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah, he can be that like bossy kind of- Like borderline
0: dickish, but not really a dick, just more-
2: Yeah, he's just like, hey, shape up. This is my business. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah.
0: Mine was uh, just kind of a love letter to the original is that I thought it'd be fun for the remake of Multiplicity to get Michael Keaton to play the role of Dell.
2: That would be so sweet. It'd be it would I'd be adorable. I would love it. I know. I thought about that too, actually. That's... And,
0: and you could even have like um, at one point where he says like the line that the Dugs were saying to each other is like mm-hmm. a couple of good looking dudes. If like <laughs> Michael Keaton says that to Sam Rockwell at some point, yeah. good looking dude or something just as a like nod would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Do you like pizza? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you want? Pizza. Pizza. Give me pizza. <laughs> so that is our uh, serious choices. So now we're going to run down our fun. And by fun, apparently, really intense psychological thriller is yes. apparently where we both went with this. So you said uh, David Fincher. I did. Who is an incredible director. Incredible. Um, he, he, he focuses on the smallest of details when doing his film, which makes mm-hmm. him very difficult to work with. But on the same end a lot of actors will work with him repeatedly because the product that he puts out is consistently impressive as shit. Yeah. So.
2: Cinematically, it's yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's incredible. So for a intense thriller version of multiplicity, mm-hmm. for Doug, previously played by Michael Keaton, who do you have?
2: I have one of my favorites ever, Bill Hader.
0: Bill Hader. And you know what? I would, a year ago, have been like, that's a weird choice for a David Fincher film. And then I saw Barry. mm and his turns from comedic to hardcore fucking terrifying is mm-hmm. amazing in that.
2: Did you ever see the skeleton twins with him? No, I haven't. <gasps> see, I, I knew then. I mean, that was a few years ago. Yeah, like, that he was. is so unbelievable in that movie. And he just plays this sad, sad character. And it's just such great acting right and something you would never see from. Sure. You wouldn't think you're like, oh, Bill Hader, Chris McGregor, it's gonna be a blast. And it's a super dark movie.
0: There are moments for Bill Hader, though, even when he's doing comedic stuff, where he'll take a sharp turn for the comedy of it, mm-hmm. but you can tell that it's like, oh, you got some stuff. Mm-hmm. You got some darkness in there that you're kind of yeah. keeping back and drawing from. And yeah.
2: I just think he would be so good. I mean, obviously, like, different versions of themselves. He has amazing comedic timing. Sure. And then everyone has seen... Most people who have seen Barry know how dark he can get, and my version is pretty dark, and he does some not great things. Yeah. And he could definitely pull that off. Okay. I think I would have even thought about that before Barry came out. But now seeing Barry, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't gush enough about how much I love Bill Hader. See, now I'm
0: kind of mad at my choice because mine is kind of <laughs> like a no-brainer for a Scorsese movie <laughs> and it's not nearly as like well thought out and impressive as a choice as yours.
2: It's one of my favorite movies, so I I took a lot of thought into it. No,
0: fair enough. But... <laughs> Uh, for my Doug, with Scorsese doing the thing, mm-hmm. who better than an now Oscar-winning actor that has played a number of different roles, uh, really tries to get roles where he uh, plays very different characters. Mm-hmm. So having in an intense movie, and I was kind of drawing from Scorsese's Shutter Island when kind of thinking about how he would portray the character, mm-hmm. uh, Leo DiCaprio there, as uh, yeah. Doug Kinney. That's kind of the no-brainer part of it, though. It's like, yeah, he's been in like half of Scorsese's mm-hmm. movies, but... sure. But he's really good in them, and uh, I think he would have a lot of uh, interesting choices between the different versions of Doug.
2: Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's an actor that would definitely take that, and that's like a candy store for him. Sure. Like, just like...
0: And just to see what he would do with the first clone that would be like the Cape Fear kind of trying to take over yes. the life version. Mm-hmm. To see him go like De Niro dark. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen that level of darkness from him yet. We've seen him go kind of hard and departed and stuff. He was raw. He was ragged and like intense, but.
2: He was pretty dark in Django. That was a pretty dark role. It was, it was a funny. Well, that's the thing is it was, it was played c- kind of
0: comedically for how dark it was. It
2: was. But if you like think you're like, ooh, that was, that was some stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, that was some, yeah, the other stuff. <laughs> I think that was actually a review I read is when ooh that was some stuff <laughs> five stars. <laughs> there were definitely deeply uncomfortable um, moments in that movie.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, no, DiCaprio, he's a, he's a
2: great actor, though. Yeah,
0: he is, and he mm-hmm. would nail it. I'm I'm just kind of mad that it's a kind of a no brainer. It was yeah, of course DiCaprio. So
2: yeah, I mean, if you're doing Martin Scorsese, he usually casts certain people. So sure. Yeah,
0: that's like his thing. So mm-hmm. for uh, your intense David Fincher film Mm -hmm. version of Laura Kinney. Mm -hmm. Who do you have?
2: So I decided to go with Rosario Dawson.
0: Nice. Oh, I adore her so much.
2: Yeah. So this character, she's going to be suffering from PTSD in it because I feel like that would be a natural thing for like a woman. She's been like a stay at home mom for 10 years. She probably has PTSD. And then (laughs) her, her husband is like Bill Hader and he's kind of crazy and all this stuff's going on. So it's, yeah. And I think she really has I just rewatched Clerks Two and I was like, man, she's a really good actor to have to wanna be with Brian <laughs> yeah, right? <Whoa. laughs> I was like, God, like no offense to him or anything. I just Yeah. I mean but no, I mean she she's fantastic and I haven't seen her in a lot lately. Not a whole
0: lot lately. Yeah. Um, I know
2: I think she has something coming out, but
0: and she was the night nurse for a lot of the Netflix, Marvel stuff, but even Mm -hmm. that, kind of like, it's gone now, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she had small parts in the latter ones of that, so.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Um, No, I I adore her. She's not only absolutely stunning, Mm -hmm. stunning woman, but also deeply smart, deeply funny. I mean, just charmed all day. Oh, yeah. All day long. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And her playing PTSD with, like, a mentally fucked up version of, of Doug would be definitely... Yes. A fun kind of dynamic there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, for my, my Lara, I love this woman so much, and I just want to see her in all the things, and she might be a little older than DiCaprio, although probably not by as much as I think, and is uh, great in the Spider-Man movies. Marissa Tomei. I love her. I love her so much, and she's just getting yeah. hotter the older she gets. I know. Like, she's, she's doing the aging backwards thing, where she's just getting better and better.
2: Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think about it i mean with leo and her together no screen. it's no. not
0: enough of an age gap that it would be weird this I don't is not think.
2: leo's real life or anything yeah,
0: right? <laughs> yeah where he dates like 22 year old brazilian <laughs> models i think is his thing yeah yeah
2: i think his girlfriend is 22 right oh now. really oh, yeah.
0: oh i couldn't imagine
2: i think so like
0: nothing against our 22 year old listeners because like, no. we all got to go through it but like I'm in my late 30s. No, <laughs> just like...
2: I mean, it is Leo DiCaprio. That's true. You know, all they all they do is just like go on yachts and...
0: They just, yeah, go on yachts and drink like deeply ex- expensive he's not, champagne. He's not coming
2: home from a nine to five and his girlfriend wants to go to a club or something. It's not <laughs> that... Yeah, she's
0: like, let's go to a club. And I was like, okay, well, I'll send you the, with a car to the club. I'm going to go yeah. relax in my mansion. Because <laughs> I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Did you see what is eating Gilbert Grape? Yes, you did, because everyone did. Fuck you. I'm Lita Capri.
2: I don't think she was born then.
0: <laughs> she wasn't born yet. <laughs> oh When he heard I'll never let go and then was let go in Titanic, she was not born yet.
2: Thinking about it, yeah, no. No, I don't think so. She wasn't. Oh, that's,
0: oh that's so weird. God. That is so gross.
2: Oh, He was drawing
0: Leo. Drawing, drawing people like French girls and she, and his his girlfriend is not even born yet.
2: She was in a in a womb. <laughs> we're not we're not talking
0: trash and everyone that has a no, large age no, gap.
2: no 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 no
0: no i mean that happens you fi- you find uh you know your person
2: you know good for him yeah
0: yeah you know what yeah good for him good for and you him. know what good he, for her
2: good for her the more yeah. so good for her yeah
0: she she landed a landed a, a big one yeah I, well i don't know about yeah but like as far as money and and <laughs> oh prestige. i thought you meant
2: like his dad bod his
0: <laughs> <laughs> sweet sweet dad bod yes you know that's what all the ladies want nowadays Uh, fucking dad bod
2: no they don't (laughs) no they
0: don't trust me i know as a owner (laughs) of a dad bod so yeah marissa tomei i don't think there's much explanation needed for that she's amazing Mm -hmm. now uh your next one was what dr Leeds. yes okay and who do you have for that
2: stanley tucci
0: possibly my hands down favorite character actor yes that he plays kind of a different version of Mm -hmm. the same kind of character in all the films but it's so deeply lovable yeah. Yeah. I just want to be his friend. I just right. want to, I want to not even go get a beer with Stanley Tucci. Like I want to go watch a baseball game with Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. Like I want to maybe a couple rounds of golf. Tucci gang. Tucci gang.
2: Did you ever see Tucci gang? No. It's SNL digital short with Pete Davidson. Sam Rockwell was in it. <laughs> That's awesome. Did it, it was like, parody of like whatever gucci gang that song gucci oh
0: gang. okay it's something
2: the kids listen to i don't it's know
0: one of them one of them youthful songs one
2: of those youth youth is songs that, is
0: that, the, that uh that, it, that trap like, that trap music that the kids
2: i talk. i guess i don't know. You know
0: i'm so crotchety i'm not actually entirely like, sure what trap is and it's been <laughs> I, around for long enough that that's actually kind of sad
2: i mean i don't really know what it is either okay
0: cool sweet
2: i mean i could know when i hear it because i think they literally say like trap <laughs> in the song, I guess I don't know if that's i don't I don't think the kids listen to trap anymore. I don't know what they do.
0: wouldn't that be amazing if all music did that? yeah, it was like
2: ding 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 ding. Ska, ding, ding,
3: <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah. like
0: and it would be helpful for metal because there's like two hundred different subgenres of metal, so they could actually mm-hmm. tell you what subgenre of metal it is mm-hmm. t- during the song. that would be super helpful.
2: I want to be in the tucci gang. I want to be... I would be in the Tucci gang. I would love to be in the Tucci gang.
0: I would learn to trap music if it meant I could be in the Tucci gang.
2: Yeah, I kind of changed his role, though, because he's actually um, Bill Hader's therapist, but everything is in Bill Hader's head about oh, the clothes. Oh, okay,
0: okay. So, he yeah. Yeah, you're getting real psychological and dark. I dig it.
2: Very David Fincher. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You think it's one thing, but... It's actually. It's actually something else.
0: It's like the old... Uh, My Life on MTV or whatever, you think you know, but you have no idea.
2: This is is the diary of Chris Rock. (laughs) I just like to steal. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that.
0: Uh, Speaking of MTV, we just, the day we're recording this, uh, just dropped the MTV episode uh, that you were on. Great. So that is out there in the world now for all to enjoy.
2: I know. I wish it would have been after the VMAs. We could have discussed.
0: I know. I was trying to get it to drop like day of VMAs, but...
2: I just watched. I watched them too.
0: How how was that?
2: You know what? It was actually really good. They had a Missy uh she won like the Vanguard Award. And, and I heard
0: that she just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Destroyed it. Destroyed yeah. it.
2: And it ended with Queen Latifah, naughty by nature, like doing so, a performance. And I'm just like, I okay.
0: Heard, I heard about that. I'm like, okay, I would have watched it if I knew because I was expecting it to be like all people I had no idea about.
2: It's really just a concert. There's like they only gave out five awards. I think, really? in like two hours. Yeah, no, it's just a concert. It's just like people doing multiple songs. Oh, and Jesus. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so we got our Dr. Leeds. Next one is uh,
2: Vic. Yes. So f- because of Bill Hader and how great they work together, I had to go with Fred Armisen.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the
2: pairing, Fred Armisen just being this incompetent, just crazy person to Bill Hader... Like them in documentary now is one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
0: Documentary now, I can't watch. I can't binge because it. it I'm like exhausted after an episode it's, from just cringing and laughing so hard over it. It's it, it's incredible. It's brilliant. It's
2: absolutely incredible. They yeah. have such a great dynamic together. And like the what? gray
0: gray gardens episode, I I oh. I had to stop it halfway through because I was dying too hard. It was it was too much.
2: It yeah. I mean, he just they just play so they're just so good together. Yeah. And Just seeing him in that role would be great, okay i'm in mm-hmm. i'm in
0: let's let's I'll take out some money and be your producer for this <laughs> uh David Fincher remake of multiplicity. I'm sure we could talk to the studios, they'll be super on board, yeah, for sure, totally <laughs> wait, hold on, David Fincher and multiplicity, all right, well, let's see mm-hmm. for my uh Vic, another regular in the world of uh Scorsese, and just seeing him making excuses about running late would be super fun. Joe Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as the Vic would be super fun.
2: God, I love Joe Pesci.
0: Oh, me too. Um, My cousin Vinny is yes. deeply underappreciated for a film.
2: Really? You think so? I I
0: don't think it's given nearly enough love.
2: I feel like a, yeah, you know, maybe you're right. I feel a lot of people kind of are like, oh yeah, it's fine.
0: And I just realized you can kind of tell that I watched my cousin Vinny recently <laughs> by my <laughs> casting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that would be Joe Pesci and mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei uh, reunited for yeah, sure for this uh, Scorsese film here.
2: I mean, I watch Home Alone every Christmas. Oh my
0: god, it's so good! It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's fantastic. We have not done a uh, remake of Home Alone yet oh. on here, so that might be something in the back pocket for holiday season. Yeah, be super fun.
2: That'd be really hard. Yeah, that'd be think hard about, about a, a kid that
0: that could do all Whoa. that. Well, that's it's hard to cast kids because it is. We're adults. We pay attention to like three kid actors, and they're mm-hmm. all on Stranger Things, and now they're all teen, like late teens. Yeah. So
2: the kid who was uh, who's Dustin on Stranger Things, but when he was like six, exactly, before he was even on Stranger <laughs> Things, right. like that's the when kid I want. He had a tiny
0: role in uh, what is it, The Miserables, I think. Oh. The, the one. <laughs> le, le, le miserables. Le, le miserable. The Miserables.
2: The Miserables.
0: The Miserables. I think is what. Miserables. The Miserables. The Miserables. I think it's like an Expendables knock off or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got it. The miserable. It's just sad action stars.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: They're just, they're miserable. (laughs) So, yeah, Joe Mm. Pesci for Vic. Um, Mm. Who do you have for your Ted?
2: So, this is actually pretty unconventional, but I love him so much as an actor. And I feel like he's super underappreciated. And for the direction I wanted to go with this like crazy thriller remake, I think it would be a really good choice. So, I picked Sean Williams Scott. I like him. I love him.
0: I did not like him in the American Pie era of things, but sure. as things like progressed, I've come mm-hmm. to really appreciate the actor more.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was just a very young teen when all that stuff was coming out, so I thought he was hilarious then. <laughs> but he has a lot of range, and he's sure. really funny, but you see Goon.
0: Goon is incredible.
2: He's so great in it.
0: And he's so charming and he's adorable. A, he's a
2: theater actor. Like he comes from like the stage, he can do other things, but he just got so tight, tight cast, cast, yeah. Which is really unfortunate, but he's fantastic.
0: What was the movie Stark raving mad? I think it was called. It was terrible.
2: That movie <laughs> is awful. It's I, so bad. I got it on DVD because I loved him so much, and I love movies, so I got it on DVD when it came out like way back then. Yeah. When I that what was it like oh four oh five something like that yeah something like that like right out of high school for me yeah. And I was like telling every... I was like, you guys gotta watch this movie. And we were all like, oh, well, this is awesome. Like 18.
0: Yeah. Like. It was like, oh, we got this movie nobody knows about and still nobody knows about you it did, because you've it's that not other, good.
2: Like Richard Kelly's Southland Tales, which was...
0: Uh, so promising and yet so not good.
2: So very disappointing. Yeah.
0: I was so excited about that film too. Yeah. But unfortunately.
2: I guess he just had one in him.
0: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, because he did the box as well, which was also oh. not not great.
2: Sorry, guys. Yeah. Just...
0: We thought we had a champion uh, out, out of the Richmond area. I and, know, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's fine. I mean, Donnie Darko's still good. Yeah,
2: Donnie Darko's great.
0: Yeah. So um, for my TED, i not really unconventional, has worked with Scorsese and has shown his dramatic acting chops recently in recent years. <laughs> Uh, with Moneyball and Wolf of Wolf Street. So I thought, you know, it, a great choice to play Ted, um, who's conniving, kind of like fucked up. And he did that kind of character in War Dogs, I think it was called, mm-hmm. where he was a gun runner. Yeah. And played that kind of character. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, cast Jonah Hill as, yeah. uh, as Ted in I- this one.
2: I knew you were going to say Jenna Hill this whole time because you were listing off his movies, but I just kept thinking of him and this is the end when he's exactly like this, like seedy. Oh, he's so shitty. He's so so fucking terrible. He's just like, oh my God, you guys, Jay, he's a sweetheart. He's so nice. (laughs) Like he's wearing that diamond earring in his ear the whole time. Oh God, he's talking
0: about like the incontinent poodle that he just adopted and shit. Yeah. That's the funny thing is that's one of his roles that he's played the the most terrible people in all of his roles and he's playing himself. (laughs) I know which is amazing i love that
2: i know he's like dear god please kill jay
0: please kill jay
2: just please kill him he's just not good he's just this is good. this is me actor jonah hill from money ball <laughs>
0: <laughs> i also love that that movie found a way to work in that uh the movie Flyboys. at one point was impressive that
2: movie is freaking hilarious oh god i love that it movie is fantastic
0: That movie never needs to be remade. I don't know how you even could because that's clearly just them being friends with each other is why that movie was made. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And also one that takes most place inside at one house. The commentary
2: is really interesting, too. Oh, I
0: haven't listened to the commentary yet.
2: Yeah. They kept. (laughs) It's funny when they talk about using Gangnam Style for like the drug scene. And they said, like, they didn't want to use it because it was so popular at the time. And then they kept using other songs. And they're like, none of these work. We have to use. King." Of oh,
0: Starvel.
2: no. <laughs> but it works so oh, well. It super
0: worked. <laughs> all right. So we have. Uh, but I think Dell. Yeah. Was the only one that we have mm-hmm. left. So who do you have for Dell?
2: David Harbour.
0: I love him. Mm-hmm. I was really mad that the new Hellboy movie wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as people were saying, but it wasn't great.
2: I know. Yeah all right yeah yeah
0: but mm-hmm. he's he's amazing and i'm excited mm-hmm. for him to be in the black widow movie
2: yes i saw that he's gonna be playing the
0: basically russian captain america so that's... that so captain america with a big old russian beard and 18 feet tall he's gonna have
2: to get rid of that dad bod.
0: yeah i mean <laughs> that's gonna be the next chris pratt situation where it's like a oh, sure an actor that gets like cut as fuck and then all the all the women all, all people period are just fawning all over him
2: i love watching old episodes of parks and rec when chris pratt is so out of shape oh yeah so fat and then i see like instagram stories and he's just like hey guys i'm drinking all this water i'm on the treadmill look at my sweat you can do it i'm like i actually just saw it.
0: i saw literally that story where <laughs> yeah. he was on the on the treadmill he's like i've cut 12 pounds for this movie that i'm doing
2: oh my god drinking
0: water and also Props to this brand. Um, by the way, not sponsored for them, even though I said yeah. sponsored by them. Yeah. that Oh, God. We're nerds.
2: Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I love being a nerd, though. It's fine.
0: All right. So, for Dell, you're doing... uh
2: Yeah, David Harbour. David Harbour. Okay. Yeah. I He's still not, like, a huge part of the movie, but, I mean, it's a good, like, authoritative figure to be looming over Bill Hader, because Bill Hader's also very tall. Yeah. So, you have to get someone that's, like, authoritative, and I thought of, like, other actors, but... Yeah, you just want someone that's just You like, want a,
0: a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, you need a big boy.
0: See, to dominate Leo DiCaprio takes less. Uh he's not a tall man. Very true. Yeah. Uh but I thought since I was kind of using Cape Fear as an inspiration, why not use Fidel um some Robert De Niro in there? Oh. To be the uh to be the boss. Um, the one uh kicking shit when people aren't in line. Uh mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, I mean, of course, clearly no out to work with Scorsese. Yeah. Some of the most iconic Scorsese films of all time mm-hmm. took place with a uh, De Niro in the driver's seat. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I'd, and it's not a big role, but De Niro would have super fun. And especially with mm-hmm. De Niro kind of expanding his horizons a little bit recently with a lot more in the way of comedies and stuff. It'd be nice sure, to see him yeah. kind of go back to church, uh, in the world of Scorsese
2: yeah. and
0: and get play a serious version of a former comedy oh, would yeah. be, would be super fun.
2: That would be fun.
0: Yeah. So that's what we got for our uh, for our casting. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have some ideas on what you would like to see as a reboot or remake of uh, Multiplicity, then definitely hit us up on our social media. We are always taking ideas and opinions for future Smack My Pitch Up episodes as well. For uh, especially mashups, that's what we usually like to play with. And speaking of, I'm going to kind of read off a couple of the ideas that were put forward by some of our fans for a mashup, what they'd like to see for a property to mash up with multiplicity. Mm. And then we can kind of play in that space for a minute. The first one is Death Becomes Her.
2: Oh my God, I love that movie. I deeply
0: love that movie.
2: Reverend Zemeckis.
0: And I mean, you could put some weird scientific caveat that the clones can't die.
2: Oh yeah.
0: And so they can just fuck each other up and like straight up murk each other. And then they end up not dying. Like
2: some construction thing happens and they get like Buried with like concrete, uh, but then I'm they mad, just like uh, the
0: construction thing is perfect. That there is no better way to introduce that concept into the film. That's than... why I
2: didn't want to change the whole construction part because for thriller, that's just so many weapons. Oh
0: yeah, for sure.
2: So many ways to bury a body to do all kinds of things. You, you need to keep the construction there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Death Be- Comes Her was such a great movie. I
0: oh, it's so good. That's <laughs> one of those movies that I never get tired of. There's like that. There's Witches of Eastwick. There's mm-hmm. uh, the Witches, uh, which I love as well, mm-hmm. but.
2: Um, And it's crazy, like, you think about the cast, like, Meryl Streep, Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn.
0: The 80s into the early 90s had this way of doing, like, weirdly occult comedies. Mm -hmm. This, like, really funny occult, like, the burbs. Yeah. And uh, and Death Becomes Her and um, Nothing But Trouble and -hmm. all these stuff where it's, like, really dark and kind of, like, murdery and weird and just, ha, 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 pentagrams, you know, Mm -hmm. just, or... Immortality, or all, just all these weird occult tropes, I'm just having fun with it.
2: I could just watch scenes of Meryl Streep reacting to things in that movie. Yeah, And the woman's just like, "I am seventy years old," and she's just, <laughs> just like, "Oh."
0: Now, this next mashup uh, brought by our uh, listener Red as well. He he also suggested "Death Becomes Her." I can definitely see some fun with is Troop Beverly Hills.
2: <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. No,
0: I, it's been forever for me oh too. Gosh. I forget. Wasn't it like the Love interest from Cheers, wasn't she the person in Every
2: Not Kirstie Alley.
0: Not Kirstie Alley. The other no, one. No,
2: the the blonde.
0: The blonde. Yeah.
2: Oh man, I forget her name. Yeah,
0: I, I do too. But who knows? But I think the easy thing here is that there was a whole campfire girls. Sub mm-hmm. something uh, yeah. of the, the daughter was in tr- in the Campfire Girls, I think. Wasn't that what it was?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you can totally have one of the clones that ends up kind of taking over because the mom is supposed to be doing the Campfire Girls thing, but can't because she just got her job back. Mm-hmm. And so one of the clones, like, n- not the doofy one, because that would be too much. Mm-hmm. Like, way too right. much maybe the, the sensitive one, or you just make another clone, just another clone. Sure. That, that's like a side thing that they end up forgetting about him at the end when everybody goes to Florida and he's just <laughs> coming back from the trip or something is, yeah, there's a total Troop Beverly Hills thing where they're like trying to earn their merit as the campfire girls mm-hmm. and there's just a extra Doug that's like running the, the show. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Too. Yeah,
0: that would be its own movie b- pretty much. Sure. <laughs> like a side cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one we got is from our listener, Lily. We've got Beetlejuice. Okay. Which, I mean, Michael Keaton all day on that one.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, is he going to do Beetlejuice too?
0: I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I, would,
2: I, I, I Honestly, I would still see it.
0: I mean, I would. I would definitely. Yeah, see yeah it. I probably would. Do. Even if it got bad reviews before it came out, I'd probably still see it. I don't
2: know how they could do it. Because if you had like Alec Baldwin again, he looks he's supposed to be dead and a ghost so he looks like way older
0: you could do probably a some story with lydia as an adult with kids
2: sure and do that when well, kinda... the writer's hot again she's yeah she's got all the stranger things like, oh yeah buzz and she's yeah, a great totally. actress yeah
0: you can totally run with like her kids and like mm-hmm. i don't know beetlejuice comes back or something or like her husband dies and then they she find
2: will... they find a book and they say his name and yeah. oh
0: yeah find the old book or something and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. say it and so he's terrorizing the kids and she's got to be like oh mm-hmm. beetle
2: yeah, but I want it to be like Tim Burton esque because it, you can't with all the new CGI. I want it to look like crazy. Oh and fun yeah, and, yeah,
0: and not yeah. age really poorly. Right. So, I don't know how you would do Beetlejuice with multiplicity, unless you have <laughs>
2: unless Beetlejuice clones himself.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I don't know if I can handle like four Beetlejuices. But
2: then, but then they get. Like the second Beetlejuice, it could almost be like the Beetlejuice cartoon where him and Lydia are friends. And then the second Beetlejuice is like really, really bad. And they have to figure out how to stop him. And then they clone him again. Yes. And then it's like a really like nice, nice Beetlejuice. And then, yeah.
0: I think you've cracked this walnut. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's a team up with Beetlejuice to fight Beetlejuice. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Heck yeah. All right. And then they both spike each other at the same time.
2: The sandworm gets them. It has to be the sandworms. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, they can totally do Beetlejuice as Muad'Dib from Dune, <laughs> just riding the
2: sandworms.
0: <laughs> Beetlejuice is a killing word. Oh no. <laughs> I'm in. Fuck yes. Yeah. So it's a mashup of Dune, Beetlejuice, and Multiplicity. <laughs> done. We are done. Perfect. Fucking perfect.
2: And Bill Murray is still the the Doctor.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who else are you gonna get to make something so zany uh, make sense? And one more from Red as well, uh, which I I'm only gonna mention because it's such a terrible um, kind of fuck you suggestion. Is Tiny (laughs) Toons how I spent my summer vacation (laughs) mixed (laughs) like
2: get out of here?
0: That's basically the comment version of like shooting the gun at someone's feet and yelling dance puppet dance. um, Is to do how I spent my summer vacation
2: that. I mean, I know Space Jam was real popular in the 90s, but I feel like it would just be that, like, he gets, like, maybe he gets cloned and then all of a sudden he gets sucked into the Tiny Toons world. Yeah, it and would then be such a hackney, shoehorn. And then the clone like is, like, taking over for him on Earth. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, there's it. Yeah.
2: That's, I don't know. You know
0: screw you, buddy, with mm-hmm. your Tiny Toons. Yeah. Get out of here with that business.
2: <laughs> tiny Toons. Fucking Tiny
0: Toons. <laughs> All right, so here we are at the uh, last part of uh, Smack My Pitch Up, where we do our trailers for it. So uh, we're gonna cue up our music and then do what? What version do you think you're gonna do for your trailer?
2: Oh, the the David venture
0: I'm I'm absolutely doing my Scorsese as well. So we're yeah. gonna get the super intense ones going here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: From
1: the visionary director that brought you Raging Bull, The Departed and Wolf of Wall Street comes a new vision of multiple people. (laughs) Meet Doug Kinney, an overworked husband, a neglectful father, trying to find a way to get through in a world that requires a double income. the advances of modern science he finds a way to not have just a dual income but a quadruple income <laughs> this summer watch Leonardo DiCaprio as Doug Kinney Leonardo DiCaprio as Doug Kinney again and again and again that's 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 four Leo DiCaprios that's Leo quad quadruple DiCaprio. As his wife, Marissa Tomei, circumvents the, the the struggles of a modern relationship while also having three clones of your husband. One of which is trying to kill him and take over his life. Robert Nero as the overbearing boss and Harvey Keitel as the clone doctor from clone, clone school. This summer, Martin Scorsese presents Joe Pesci. And a special appearance by Jonah Hill. In multiplicity. Double edged.
0: (laughs) Coming to a theater near you. (laughs) Holy shit, I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) Double edged. Double edged, yeah. (laughs) And to make it thrillery sounding. It would be
2: triple edged.
0: Quadruple edge. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's a lot of edges. Yeah. Just more edges than you need, really. That's an overabundance of edges, I will say.
2: Multiplicity squared.
0: That's at least two additional edges more than you really need at any given mm-hmm. point in time. Like, I could see double edged, sure. Yeah. But triple? Okay, now you're just, that's actually making it less functional.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: quadruple? Oh, okay. Uh, that's a uh, why. Mm-hmm. It's not even a point. <laughs> I mean, there's a point that but... too many edges. Okay, so. It is your turn. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. You're so
2: excited.
3: (laughs) We'll see how it goes.
0: (laughs) We get you queued up
3: here. Coming this summer from David Fincher, director of Fight Club. Stars Stars movie. movie. Bill Hader. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bill Hader stars as Doug Kinney. A man slowly driving himself insane with his high stress job. His wife, played by Rosario Dawson, who has major PTSD from two kids that you don't even understand why they're there. One day, he sees a doctor, played by Stanley Tucci of Tucci Game, who promises to relieve all of his stress by cloning him. Things seem to be going great. But when the lies start to pile up, Doug realizes that things may need to get a bit more bloody. (laughs) Clones will collide in multiplicity. Sean William Scott also stars as Ted, former lover of Rosario Dawson. Oh, oh, okay. And mortal enemy of Bill Hader. Fred Armisen stars As that crazy construction guy, who knows what happens to him? Coming soon to a theater near you. All
0: right, stupid. (laughs)
2: That's that's the
0: whole point, actually, of this last part is to be stupid. So
2: I was reading off of my paper, and I completely messed up the beginning. (laughs)
0: Okay, that's part of the fun.
2: What a fail!
0: This this is why we're on a podcast and not making lots of money in Hollywood being voiceover actors, so.
2: Yeah, definitely not.
0: So far, one day.
2: Yeah, I know, right?
0: So thank you so much uh, for coming out and helping me on this uh, episode.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. And uh, fun.
0: you're a local comedian that maybe keep an eye out for you to do some stuff.
2: Yes. Oh, I am doing the Bibliophilia, the next Bibliophilia show. That's
0: the twenty.
2: 25- Sixth. September 26th, okay. Thursday.
0: Okay. Yeah. September 26th. Okay. And fallout. So definitely check that out. We'll have that event information at uh, com as well as our social media links, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. We occasionally post stuff on Tumblr, but it's just the same stuff that's on Instagram. So sure. it's just, I don't, Tumblr's boring now. There's no porn. What's, <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? <laughs> There's no porn anymore. It's boring. Yeah. There's no boobs. I'm not interested.
2: It's all about the gram
0: absolutely all about the gram so yeah follow us on instagram uh, the geeks under the influence instagram which we post all of, all of our uh, smack my pitch up stuff on and we have nine podcasts now so if you like smack my pitch up or geeks under the influence there are seven other shows on the network to definitely check out that you may also enjoy just as much we, the newest one is from the Mouse of madness brought to you by fuck you hunter of beautiful disasters and my co-host on geeks under the influence mr lowdown brown macgyver so they're doing all things horror just in time for the Halloween season. So definitely check that out at GYpodcast.com. Join us this Sunday at uh, the Hofheimer building for our next live version of Booze Clues, a investigation into the world's most spirited headlines. So come be part of the crowd, 7 to 9. Sh- show starts at 8 uh, until a little after 9. And uh yeah, it's free, 21 and up. So bring your butts and we'll see you there. I am Mike the Hobbit. You just got pitch
3: smacked. GUI Podcast.com.